Hey. All right, there we go. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, me either. I'm uh, I'm not even sure uh, if that was all recorded, but whatever, it's fine. Okay. Does it sound like I'm on speaker, or does it sound like I'm like I'm out loud? No, you sound fine. All right, that's fine. It's, it sounds like you're in like like in the headset as opposed to out loud, but whatever. I can still hear you. Okay. I um, I have my phone like propped up on this uh, tripod that I bought forever ago, and ah, uh. uh, yeah, so I can be like hands free. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to, I so I bought the tripod with the intentions of. Uh, kind of like doing like a daily vlog thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, never got around to it, but I'm glad I bought it because now I have uh, it for this purpose. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we were talking about the weather. Yeah, the weather is amazing right now, especially for, you know, second week of June. Hang yeah, on. absolutely. Hey. I'm doing a podcast. Good night. <laughs> How's my sister? Oh, cool. That's fine. This is only like a minute and a half, and we can trim this out. <clears throat> but um, so yeah, we, we talked about the weather. We don't need to beat that into the ground. Um, what's your what's your experience like in Richmond? Like, what brought you up to Richmond specifically? Uh, I mean, if you want me to be really honest, because like I feel like this is an opportunity to like really get it in with this podcast. So yes. I'm gonna say it. Depression brought me to Virginia. Hey, shout out to depression, man. It got, yeah. got me up here too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, let's be real. Like, depression got me here. Um, I think that it was um, one of those times where I guess, like, it could have been where I was, I could have drowned in my depression. And in return, I just decided to, like, break free through it. Um, And I was, like, changing my environment, like, changing my whole side of, like, feel. I I guess, like, I was just feeling very, like, displaced. I don't know a lot um, back home. Um, And it wasn't really, like, um, the people, but it was just, like, in in awe. Like, I wasn't happy with a lot of things. and, and And I was relatively okay. I mean, in comparison to a lot, like, I had my own place and I had a car and, I had a nice job, but I just was not, like, I felt very robotic. I was lacking a lot of, like, passion, um, a lot of self-reflection. I was, like, in very ships, and it was just, like, very, very chaotic. So I moved to somewhere where I knew, like, maybe two people. Um, the opportunity presented itself um, where one of my friends that I moved here with was just, like, you know, I have an open room. And um, was like, you know, you can kind of stay around. You don't need anything. She had a good job. She worked in, like, HR. And and, uh, I took it. And I was just like, all right. Like, and it was, like, one of those situations. Can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Perfectly. Oh, so it was one of those situations where, like, I literally was, like, in order for me to grow, I really have to let go. And, like, I sold my car. I was like, I didn't want any attachment. Like, I didn't want anything. So I sold my car. Like, I broke my lease. And I took the money that I had that saved up. And I got a Greyhound. And I left. And here I am now, um, a year and a half later. And I think that when I look back, it probably was one of the best decisions I ever made. Truthfully. And that's what brought me here. Like, just being in a depressed state of mind where feeling like, I had nowhere to go. I had no one to really talk to that would understand me. Um, so I kind of like took that journey to try to understand myself, and it's been a good one. You know, the irony, the irony in the story is, uh, in your story rather, is that um, yeah. I I feel like you like read my life. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of that was eerily like spot on to my exact feeling and my exact like reasoning for relocating um in my case uh after my relationship ended I was just kind of like how do how would I describe it It was kind of just like uh you know in those movies when like someone's like in a coma or something or or 
they're like unconscious and like they wake up and they have like zero idea of like what's going on like the first 15 seconds oh yeah like that was like that was like me yeah just completely like I don't know who I am I don't know you know what's going on and um I guess well this is a podcast so we're gonna go the long story here so after the relationship ended you know what I mean I just I found myself like and like this like this dark place you know what I mean I was like I wasn't myself like my eating habits were were terrible at either you know I I, and I'm not the kind of person that like overeats when I'm that Mm -hmm. way like I like I don't eat like I can go like all day and have like a banana and an orange and like be Mm -hmm. good like all day which is totally unhealthy Mm -hmm. um I found myself sleeping like you know two hours like the most like per night you know what I mean if I got like if I got like four hours of sleep it was a good night Mm -hmm. um I wasn't like exercising I wasn't you know I wasn't I wasn't being myself and it's even (laughs) ironic that I say I wasn't being myself because when I was in the relationship I wasn't myself either but of course I didn't know that until I was out oh yeah definitely hindsight is always 2020 oh my god I wish I had like that kind of like vision like on a Mm -hmm. daily basis But, uh, let's see. Um, I hated my job. I, uh, I I left my auditing job with the intentions of going to fashion school, um, and I somehow let someone talk me out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, somehow let someone like talk me out of it, and I ended up like not going. So I left my auditing job up a serving job I was working with my then girlfriend um and you know shout out to it it just made me respect people who are servers like even more like I had already had an immense amount of respect for anyone in the food industry but actually like being a server made me just you know my respect is like through the absolute roof now I I absolutely hated that job Mm -hmm. um the, the money was good um you know, and I, it was it was the kind of situation where I dictated how much money I made. Right. But I that just wasn't my ethos. I wasn't who I was like at the core. I just feel like I just, I mean, I was good at it. You know what I mean? Like I was, I quickly became one of their strongest servers. But you know, I can, you know, it's just anything, any job that I'm at, I'm always like easily like one of the best people there. But I just that just wasn't like for me. And it towards the end. Like, I just didn't want to work there, so I was, like, constantly giving up my shifts, and I was constantly just, like, I, I just really didn't enjoy it. Just being there just absolutely just took everything out of me. And so, um, you know, I had been looking for jobs for, you know, months, 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 months prior, even before I started serving, you know, tables. Um, and so after the relationship ended, um, you know, I was just kind of just, like, you know, just lost pretty much, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I didn't realize how deep of you know, in a state of depression, I was until, you know, before I moved up to Virginia, I started to see, like, man, like, I was, I was in, I didn't even recognize myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole, the whole way how this came, I guess, to fruition was, you know, my sister had been living up here for, like, 10 years now. Her and her husband have a house here in Ashburn, and um, they're, like, in, they're, like, 30, 45 minutes outside of D.C. So she was like, hey, listen, you know, put my address on, you know, your resume, you know, look for some jobs up here and, you know, just come up here for the summer and see if you like it. She she originally said, if you don't find a job in Orlando, you know, by the summer, you know, just come up here for a couple months, you know, and you just come up here for the summer, basically, what she said originally, they come up here for the summer and, uh, you know, see how you like it. So. I was like, all right, well, you know, let me just, let me just see what this is about. And something told me, and, you know, I'm obviously giving credit to God here. God just told me, you know, just, just go all in. Like, don't worry about the summer. Just if you, if you get, if you get something, just, just go all in. So I applied, I applied, I applied. And so in Orlando, I'd been looking for jobs for months and not even, I didn't even get like a rejection letter. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like two weeks after I started applying to places up here in Virginia, you know, I get, I get a call back from I get a call back from, from one place, which is the place I'm at now. So, you know, they email me. I talk to the, you know, the recruiter. Uh, I fly up here for an interview, like, on the whim. Like, like my literal, like, last money that I had been working at the restaurant. 
booked a flight up here. Uh, came up here. I think it was like on a Thursday. I had the interview on a Monday. It was no, no, no. How did it go? No, I, it was so. The way that I got the whole week off was I was supposed to only have like Monday and Tuesday. So I was going to fly up um, Monday morning, have the interview on Tuesday and come back Tuesday night. I somehow, uh, power of God, finessed to have like the entire week off of work. Like I gave up shifts, I switched shifts. So I just, you know, had the whole week off. But I didn't realize I had the whole week off until I had already booked the flight. So... You know, I come up here the Monday, you know, have the interview on Tuesday, and I'm like, well, you know, I have the whole week off. What if one of these people calls me back, you know? What if these people call me back? So I ended up finessing two other interviews while I was up here on that Monday and Tuesday. So between Monday and Tuesday, I had one interview planned, and then I finessed my way to get two other interviews. I let. You know what I mean? So, you know, I stayed... The, uh, you know, I stayed the rest of the week. I had my interviews. I got a couple callbacks. I had you know, a couple second round interviews. And, um, you know, on Friday, um, did, I, no, did I come back Friday or was it Saturday? I think I came back Friday night. Um, I accept, you know, I got a call back from one place and they offered me a job. And so, you know, you know, glory be to God. I, you know, I was actually like, I'm just in awe that, wow, you know, I actually got a job up here now. So, I put in my two week notice. It's actually like nine days, um, but I put in my notice, and um, you know, I, I I drove. You know, I packed all the things that I had with me, or that I needed to take with me, which isn't much. I don't really just my clothes, really, and my shoes, and like mm-hmm. a large suitcase and a duffel bag, and like that was it. Um, but you know, they didn't know that I was still living in Orlando. As far as they knew, I had been living in Virginia for like six months prior. Gotcha. So to to their knowledge, they think that, you know, I had, I had been up here. So, right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I drove up here, you know, I drove up Thursday, you know, it was like a 12 hour drive. But, um, you know, I, I drove up here Thursday and Monday I started and hit the ground running. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of time to, you know, reflect and just really, uh, you know, spend time, you know, like. In, in a good, you know, in a good place, you know, I'm like a new environment. I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what it's I mean? so refreshing. It's refreshing, you know what I mean? It is. I don't, I don't have to worry about, you know, running into anyone. Yes. About, you know, dealing with like old friends. I don't have to worry yep. about. And I didn't even tell everyone that I was moving. I told like a handful of people. Um, and I only, and I only actually saw like maybe like three or four of my closest friends before I, before I left, you know what I mean? Because Same, same. Yeah, I only because, saw you know, like one friend actually. Yeah, man. You know, my theory is just like, listen, like you weren't trying to make time to hang out with me. Yeah. Dad. Let's not deal with the fakeness now. And, oh, you know, keep in touch. And like, nah, man, nah, nah, you, nah, you, you nah, hit me cool. when you hit me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you hit me when you hit me. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I'm up here. Um, it's it's definitely tough getting you know getting back into a, you know a a positive productive habit routine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know I I found myself you know my brain my mind being my greatest asset and liability. So you know the things that I'm able to put my mind to, I can absolutely do it, and you know it's just overcoming that. But I don't regret moving up here. Um, I don't regret uh, the decision. Um, I'm I'm just glad to you know I I feel like God giving me like a second opportunity to like make things right so I'm just grateful that you know that you know I left Florida you know okay and you know I'm up here in Virginia and starting fresh and you know flourishing I ran mm-hmm. a five k the other day which was you know mind blown because if you had asked me six months ago that I'd ever run three miles without stopping I would absolutely <laughs> think you're crazy right. But, um, you know, I did it. Um, you know, I'm very proud of myself. Shout out to you. you know, proud of yeah, you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cardio. I, uh... <laughs> I need some of that. Pass it's, it on. Uh, you know, it, it, I found a lot of therapy in it. You know what I mean? Um, I use that time to obviously focus on myself. I use that time to just, like, say positive aff- affirmations to myself and, you know, give God thanks for, like, every little thing. And, you know, it's, it's um, you know, it's been 
very therapeutic. I uh, I look forward to doing it more. I look forward to running an official 5K because the 5K Ironman was just like a personal, you know, three miles. Just, you know, woke up on a Sunday morning, stretched, prayed, drank some water, threw in my gear and just out the door. It was like 30 minutes from the time I woke up, which shocking. I didn't even eat like breakfast or anything. But, um, and, you know, I just kept telling I didn't look at my watch. I didn't like look at you know I didn't even take my phone with me. I have an Apple Watch. I don't I don't need my phone, but I just I just kept telling myself you know don't stop until you know your Nike coach says it's over, which which I did. And when I looked down, it was you know three point one miles in thirty two minutes, and I had done something that I've never done Check before. Check it out. Yeah, you know I'm very very proud of myself, and I just want to use that as momentum to carry over into other you know aspects of my right. life and reach my goals and. So how how long have you been up here officially? I mean, I've been it's like a year and a half. I came like October two thousand, um, like around the first or the, like the twenty ninth or something like that. Okay. I can't remember around that time. So I mean, I really honestly feel like I'm just now kind of getting settled, but I know that Virginia isn't really somewhere that I want to like plant roots. Um, if it was up to me. <laughs> seriously like I would just go I would I would try to be in every state like there's some states that I really am not interested in going to like y'all can have like yeah nowhere in the Midwest like I'm cool with the Midwest um and some of even the West Coast you know I'm kind of okay with but um I don't really, you know, I, I don't kinda, really care to live in LA. I, I visited and I yeah, don't I don't really either. And that's why I said, yeah, I don't care to live in LA. Like I'm kind of, I'm cool, but it's like I wouldn't mind like going further. Like I want to, like I'm trying to go to Texas and uh, I kind of want to see Tennessee. And right. so it's kind of like I know that I don't want to be, um, you know, rooted here, but. Do you think it's been okay. Virginia in general or just specifically in Richmond? You're in Richmond, right? I'm in Richmond. I would say Virginia in, in general because outside of this, like, it's really country. Like, I'm kind of trying <laughs> to get away from that. Like, I grew up in, like, the country in right. the South and shout the racism. Yeah, shout out Polk County, Haines City, you know, one time. Um, oh, man. <laughs> It's like I, I grew up in that, so it's kind of like I'm trying to stay away from like that feel. Like I need more diversity, right. and um, you know, I kind of, I kind of have a yearn for trying to get closer to that. But it is okay. It's um, the environment is better. I mean, I feel like I've made I've made better uh, connections here. Um, I, especially when I first moved here, like I did a lot, like. Like a lot. Like I went to like the Virginia Fine Arts Museum. I went to a lot of like open uh, art museums, um, like street museums. Right. Um, I went to the African American Museum in DC, um, which was amazing. Like you have to go. Like you have to go. It's so hard to get tickets, but that's what I hear. That's what I hear. I definitely yeah, like, want to go, know. but you know, like it's so hard to get tickets, bro. And, like my <laughs> girlfriend got tickets somehow. I don't know how the hell she did it, but she got them for my birthday last year. And it's like, it was like breathtaking. So like, there's a lot to do being in Richmond because it is kind of close to uh, DC, but then it's close to Baltimore. And so it's kind of like, you know, it's cool. Like I, I would say like a drive from here to New York is amazing. Like driving through Delaware. And, and so I saw, I've, it's like, I've, it's, it's way different. It's way different. Like coming here was really like what I needed. Um, it's just that I'm really more so happy at the fact that I knew what I needed at that time. Right. Um, and I think that's the tricky thing about depression is that some people, majority people don't know what to do or how to pull themselves out of it. Um, and it just got to the point where I was like, oh, yo, this is my last resort. Like I gotta leave. Like, I'm not trying to run into nobody. Like it, it's one thing to say like, yeah, I can start all over. Like I can, I'm going to start fresh. I'm, I'm out of this relationship, but I'm still in the same environment. Like, yeah. so one thing is going to trigger me back to that yeah, sentiment that I don't yeah, want to be in. Yeah. I'm going to be reminded too, like too much. And I'm i I'm a firm believer of like out of sight, out of mind, you know? So me it's kind of like, too. Yeah, like I had to go. Like I'm like I'm not trying to run into. I'm not trying to revisit my past, but and I would be killing myself by staying near it. And I feel like you know, we are the help. 
it's just like we don't see it sometimes so yeah you know we I think that we as people you know we we often pray and I think that sometimes we are so crippled by you know maybe lack of faith or maybe just we're just I'm gonna say it's lack of faith but we're so crippled by the lack of faith that we don't see that God is you know giving us the message that we so very much, you know, ask and pray for. Um, you know, I, I'm fortunate that, I, you know, I have the relationship with God that I do, and that definitely, you know, and, and it sucks that it had to happen this way, but since, you know, I don't say since the breakup, but more or less, like, since I moved up here, that my relationship with God has, you know, gotten deeper, and, you know, I'm able to, you know, just... I guess lean on him more as opposed to, you know, try and do it all myself because I'm like, yo, evidently I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not happy. Like I'm not, you know, I don't feel like I'm at a good place. So it's like, yo, I, you know, I got nothing. But I, uh, while we're on topic of, of depression, I don't want to forget this. <laughs> How did you feel to hear the news about Kate Spade and her and her passing? I had one comment on Twitter and it was damn Kate. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, you know, not to make light of the situation. Um, like, do you like, did you like, do you know what led her to that breaking point? I didn't read up on it too much but did it was it mentioned or allegedly or and, you know okay. I didn't really, what is it allegedly um her I guess her husband was like leaving her I don't don't quote me on this you know I this could be just a wild twitter story I really only get my news from twitter um which is you know dangerous um but apparently, like, her, her husband was, like, leaving her for another woman, and he moved, like, right up the block, and I don't, and I don't, you know, I'm just really taking that with a grain of salt, because, one, I didn't read the story. I read Two, some story to the degree of where she left a suicide note, and in the suicide note, it told her daughter, like, ask your dad. It's not your fault. Ask your wow. daddy. Why would and that's why I said, damn, that's why yeah. I said, damn, Kate. Um, so here's my take on that, because um, Anthony Bourdain, he actually... His his was regarding infidelity as well. Here's the here's the here's the thing that like I'm gonna be really really blunt. A lot of people may not agree with me. I really That's don't fine. care. We're not we're not in the business. But <laughs> the thing is that the thing with suicide is that as heartbreaking as it is, there there is the reality of it that is so fucking selfish. Because it's like I feel like the issues that they had, as far as like it being um it being conceived from infidelity um like anthony uh, apparently i guess his girlfriend was seen with someone else and he had always been battling depression and he had sought help for it and all of this and that and the third and he just came to his breaking point and you know she was kind of insensitive on the day that he actually did commit suicide this is the alleged story again but it's like i feel like the person i feel like that person like whatever trauma that they went through I feel like um, as selfish as it is and as twisted as it is, I think that someone has to be to blame. And ultimately, I blame the people that are closest to them. And it's like, how like it's like it's how can you not see that? You know what I mean? It's like, right. you get what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's so weird. It's like, Kate, they both appear to be like, uh, obviously like millionaires and right. wealthy. And it's just like, they were so going through something that I feel like if anyone knew it would have been their lovers. It's very good. That's a very good take. Yeah. Cause I mean, they're, they're the closest to you. Right. But I mean, and this is not to excuse, but maybe, maybe not even their significant others knew the depth of their demons. Does that make sense? Um, it does make sense. It makes sense. But it's just like, if that is the case, that's why I feel for the person that, yeah. yeah, And that's why I feel sad for the person that does commit the suicide because it's like, you're, 
you know, depending on this person for whatever reason. And that's why I feel like, you know, love is really twisted and love shouldn't be a dependency. I think that we often get into relationships looking for what can be given to us um, and not so much of just what's being brought out of that person. Um, so love is just, it's just very, very tricky. Me. Go ahead and drag me. So like when you're not, <laughs> like, it's kind of like, like when you're not like being like, when someone's not giving you what you want, pretty much, it's like, it becomes inadequate almost. You know what I mean? So it's like now it's not even about the person. It's more or less about what the person is doing or what the person is make you fit, making you feel. And we right. hold people accountable for our emotions and that's the wrong thing to do. But okay, now that we've done that, and I think as being a lover, you're supposed to know in what form of love your partner wants. Yes. You can't love Firmly someone true. according to your love. Ooh, and once me, you love them according to their love, it becomes much easier. And what happens is that it becomes a tug of war because you don't want to love them according to how they want to be loved. You want to love them mm-hmm. according to what you, you know what I mean? And it, right, and it right, doesn't right. work. So somewhere along the lines, like you're not on one accord and then someone's being left out and then you go elsewhere and now people are cheating and it's just like, it's just this, like this crazy fiasco. And I feel like you are responsible as a husband and as a lover or as a girlfriend or whatever it is to pay attention. And, 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 I, and that's why I'm upset because I feel like no one's aware. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah, I can't yeah, lay yeah. up under you and not know that I not feel your energy enough to know that something's not wrong with you. Like, yeah, I know that everyone carries their demons, but like, I'm not going to feel that. Like, I feel that with strangers. Yeah, word. I can be walking around the workplace and something don't feel right, and I come back around and be like, like, are you okay today? I don't even know these people. So I know for damn sure I'm going to feel that next to the person that I wake up to every morning, go to sleep to every night. I'm going to feel that, especially within the home. Yeah, I mean, at least you should, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's just like... I feel like it's like it's crazy like and then people like they cop out and then they take their lives and then like that's on like now her husband has to live with that on his on himself really like on his on his soul pretty much he has to live with that on his soul like feeling responsible to a degree. Yeah, that was crazy. You know, the kids' faith thing was, you know, it sucked, but I would say, like, you know, the whole, you know, Anthony Bourdain one, that really struck a chord with me. Yo, that was um, crazy. That you know what? Really... I It didn't really surprise me. I, I I watch a lot of, like, I mean, I'm into, like, I'm into Anthony Bourdain. I'm into, um, I'm into, like, a lot of, like, certain, like, journalists. Right. But um, he's always been depressed. So... I guess it didn't really come to a shocker to me because of the state of depression that he went through and he was so open with it and he talked about it. Um, I just feel like, and again, I feel like people don't pay attention. I feel like people cry out. I feel like right now in this day and era, Kanye is crying out, but we're not looking at it as he's crying out. We're not looking at it as he's needing help. We're not looking at it as a possible farewell. We don't, we're not seeing that. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I see it as like a cry out him, Kid Cudi, like, he's doing everything that he can to, that he feels can that can revive himself and can get an audience to get people to reach to if like to towards him or towards each other like I feel like those are like cries but we kind of look at it in a different way like oh he's crazy he's off the deep end like, did you hear the Kanye crazy. album did you did you listen to the Kanye album reluctantly I did only one you time better than me only one time and I did it I only did it for the sake of hip-hop I only did it for the sake of hip hop. I did it because, I mean, I've listened to other crappy, like I've listened to other crappy things, and I yeah, I, mean, I, I listened I like to it only though. one time. I didn't like it though, and that's an honest. And I'm a very, I'm a Kanye fan. Me too. I'm like, I'm actually still a Kanye supporter, unlike a lot of people, but I still support Kanye, and. I don't like the work. I like the beat. I do like the beats. He's crazy with the samples and right. but I don't like the I don't like the lyrics. He's lost. And that's why I say in this album, he is crying out to people and people are not listening. Literally. Like, and that's not at a shot to you, but that's like it's a lot of people that aren't listening to his album. And I feel like that is the point. Like it is a cry out for help. In his album, it is very suicidal. That's all I would nice. say about it. Yikes. It is very suicidal. It is very suicidal on the first track, the first line. 
is suicidal. Wow. Today, <laughs> I thought about killing myself. Literally, he says that. Like, it's, it's, it, like, it's a cry out for help, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, what? You know what I'm saying? But, like, like for real, this is what gets me, is, like, if Kanye was to commit suicide, knock on every type of wood, if he was to commit suicide, people can't be shocked. No, I, uh, I gotta agree with you there. I, um, I, I did not hear the album. I have not disowned Kanye so much as just, like, left him, you know, in the corner, and I, I choose to only think about you know, the, the old Kanye, you know, pre, True. pre, you know, I would say pre this time, because even, like, the life of Pablo Kanye is still, you know, I, I like that Kanye. Yeah, I did, too. Um, but, you know, I, uh, I, I I just can't get This behind. Kanye is bizarre. I'm, I'm serious. Like, this and, album know, it's not, is bizarre. It's not, about, uh, it's not about him supporting Trump, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that kind of, like, it, you know, that, that kind of, like, rubs me the wrong way, but I'm not going to just throw the whole person away just because of that. My thing is how he treats people that are close to him. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, that's more... Give me an example. So, like, when he was putting, like, text messages on blast on Twitter, I'm like, yo, like, these are people that genuinely care. Like, he put, like, a text between him and John Legend up on Twitter and, like, try to, like, roast John Legend. I'm like, yo, bro, like, you gave John Legend his name when you guys were both in college. Like, how dare you try to insinuate that he is using your moment for his start? John Legend doesn't need shit from Kanye West. Let's mm-hmm. make that very mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. John Legend has everything Kanye wishes he could have. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That's family. not that's his illness though. <laughs> that's that bipolar. <laughs> like he's like he it is, it really is. It's a, that's his bipolar and like I've just learned to like kinda accept him with a grain of salt. Like even that whole Trump shit, like I don't uh, I don't really I don't really believe deep down Kanye, you know. But let's let I mean I guess let's let's get into this deeper. I do you think that Kanye's views today are built up on his current or his surroundings for the last couple of years like it doesn't surprise me that you know he, absolutely like, he, like he's absolutely. not he's not absolutely but that... but i think i think it's a mixture go ahead continue finish i'm sorry i, I, I mean that's no, fine. No, no, fine i don't i don't think that kanye is around people that could be affected by the rhetoric of donald trump right like it's easy to say yeah support donald trump when you're in calabasas all you see is other rich even the black people that you see are disgusting mm-hmm. rich you 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 go to jackson hole wyoming for god knows how long to work on your album yeah wyoming's not really a blue state so i'm not really surprised that you know and i'm not saying one corresponds with the other i'm just saying i'm not surprised that based on his views or not his, think... views, based on his surroundings you know I think yes, it does, but I also think that it is a, it is who he is, and I think that we um we as society have a hard time just accepting people for who the fuck they are. Do I think that some of this shit that he's doing is influenced by Kim Kardashian and her family? Uh, nah, kind of. But do I also think that this is Kanye? Fuck yes. Yeah. He's a yes. Gemini. I'm a Gemini. He's a Gemini. <laughs> like I'm speaking on some real shit. Like he's a Gemini. He doesn't like Tupac. Tupac did the most outrageous shit. He said the most outrageous shit. The only difference between Tupac and, and Kanye is that Tupac was completely Black Panther. Like there was no yeah. other different difference. But he was very outlandish. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. was very like outlandish. And that's that's exactly who Kanye was when he told off Bush. What I do think though is that the only thing, the only question I have for Kanye, honestly, he can say everything he can. First of all, on record, fuck Trump, but he can say anything that he <laughs> wants to say about Trump and supporting him and this and that. I, I honestly, I know where he's going with that, so I'm just gonna let him. I'm gonna let. I'm going. Let's hear this. I'm, gonna, I'm, ready for I'm this. gonna let him. I'm gonna let him build that bridge. But I'm also gonna watch when it collapse. So I understand what he's doing. I understand what he's trying to do. And I honestly commend him for his bravery because not no other celebrity 
black male is doing that and is ready to go to the table. And I'm not saying that you really have to hold hands with him and, and do any of that shit and kiss his ass and pat his back in order to get him to understand. Like, they may think Kanye's doing, like, he's being, like, a yes man, like, he's being a little boy, and he's being a little puppet. But no one's even going to the being a Malcolm X. No, no one is doing yeah. anything, really, yeah. besides yeah. saying what Kanye shouldn't be doing. But that's his free right to do whatever the hell he yeah, wants to Yeah, he's do. a grown man. You know what I'm saying? So, And I do feel like um, the lack of his mother, you know, may, you know, Miss Donda, rest in peace, and him yeah, having a lack of guidance, guidance may, you know, have something to do with him not choosing <laughs> the proper path. But I do still think that he would have gone the political route. I still think that Kanye would have pissed off the same amount of people because he was oh, pissing yeah. off the same amount of people when his mom was alive. Yep. Um, it's just that we have a very disdain for the Kardashian family, so we're automatically not going to like parts of him by default because of her. <laughs> we don't like shit about her, about the family. And, I mean, you know, it is it is what it is. I mean, I really don't have any issues with the Kardashians other than, you know, their culture vultures, but other than that, you know, I mean, I have a lot of issues with a lot of people, but I just feel like <laughs> Kanye is mis I feel like he's misguided and I feel like, you know, it's one thing for him to feel it's one thing for like, okay, I see your side of saying like, all right, he put John Legend on blast and I'm gonna get away from Kanye because there there's something else I wanna bring up. But Let's for go. him for you to say like he um he's gonna, you know, put John Legend on blast, but it's a fucked up thing for Jay Z not to support him, me too. It's a fucked up thing for Jay-Z to tell Meek Mill not to go meet with Donald Trump and not to have, because it's going to ruin his career, but not go talk to Kanye. Like, I just feel like he doesn't really have friends. And I've been there. I've been Kanye. I've been where I didn't have friends. Like, I would have friends that would know that I was in a deep depression. They would know I was broke. They would know I had no money. They would still offer me to say, you want to come out to eat? Like, I, I, don't have, I don't have any money. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. then they would, they would still expect me to, you know what I'm saying? Pay, knowing my condition, instead of saying, well, let's cook in the house. It's still like, you know, my, you're knowing how I'm feeling. You know my state of mind and you're not trying to do anything that would be up in my favor. You don't really ask. It's like people will do things according to what will benefit them a lot. And friends do that a lot. I've lost a lot of friends because I was like that, that Kanye where people thought, like, I was crazy, like, I was delirious and stuff like that, because I was starting to call people out on certain shit, and then I was just like, all right, I'm just going to put all that love into myself, but when you do that, it gets real tricky, because it, it, it starts to become, like, a, it's like ego, so it's like, and I feel like he's going to the borderline of where his self-love is, like, it's like ego, and it's like, He's bipolar. That man on meds. It's a lot of different shit wrong with Kanye. So, like, <laughs> you know, namaste, brother. You know, for real. Try yeah, to stay. To him. You know, yeah. try, try stay, <laughs> stay above. But, um, what was I gonna bring up? Ah, oh, man, I think I forgot to. I um. Do you believe in the Kardashian curse? No. No. Nah. Do you nah. do you want to do you want to talk do you do you want to talk about it? I if feel not, I feel like the Kardashians aren't doing anything that anything other than what a what somebody wants done to them. Huh. <laughs> Period. Kim slid in at a very good time for Kanye. She was going to be, she would have been, other than Beyonce, the perfect arm candy. And that's all he was looking for after Amber Rose anyways, because that's all Amber Rose was. So she came in and chimed in at a prime opportunity and kind of like swept it up. But before that, she was like with Chris Humphreys. I feel like they, they get, they get dudes that like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, Chloe is like with Tristan, like, that's Tristan. Like, he's a goof. That's still a thing. Who can like I don't yeah, think I don't, I don't think so, but it's like I guess what I'm trying to say is like the guys that they for real for real, how I feel like the black men that they have, ain't nobody checking for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, ain't nobody checking for Tristan. Nobody is checking for Tristan, like 
nobody wants Tristan. Like Tristan just doesn't strike me as a king. He just doesn't give me. He doesn't give me Prince. He just gives me Tristan. So yeah. I mean, it may see, and that's what I'm, and that's why I'm kind. That's why I be kind of like I be te- I'm, I'm really like teed off with black women. To, to have so much animosity towards them because they really not taking the good brothers. Hey, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. They really I heard, not. <laughs> I heard something on another podcast um, that said that, you know, black women don't really check for the dweebs. So, like, they're not checking for the Donald Glovers. They're not checking for the Michael B. Jordans. Um, they, I mean... Cause, right, everybody's I mean, like, checking for Michael B. Jordan. But I mean, like he's like he. I mean, also like he's just lame. Exactly, he's lame. But I mean, he's barely not a bad dude, right? I mean, but everybody's checking for him, though. But they are checking Touché. for him. Touché. They are. I think that they aren't checking for like the dweebs and the Donald Glovers and stuff like that. I don't really think the Donald Glovers are checking for the black women either. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Um, I think they stay away from each other equally sometimes. Touche. I was going to say that's, you know, another thing based on, you know, your surroundings, right? I mean, you're really connected to who you're around in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like Donald, Donald, he's been, he's around black women. He's done a lot of work with SZA, who I think is beautiful. You know what I mean? And, 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 um, they, they've done a lot of work together. They're both artsy. It's just like, (laughs) you know, it's just didn't, I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel I feel like now though it, I feel like girls weren't giving the dweebs a chance back then. I do feel like now girls are more open to, you know, the quote unquote dweebs and the yeah, nerds. Man, give and... us a shot, man. We're out here. I'm saying we're, we're yeah. good guys. We're yeah. good guys. And yeah, we're loyal. Exactly. Yeah, loyal. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I just feel like, you know, you you do attract what you ultimately, you know at first don't need anyways you opposites always attract right so, so yeah it's kind of i don't know it's weird um did you watch uh the lackluster nba finals this year oh my god boo oh my god. boo send oh lebron james to okc so my team can win a ring you're okay go team. help us russell Westbrook out why is it that anyone who leaves the thunder flourishes no one I don't understand what it what it is, and I just feel like Russell needs help, and Paul George is good, but they gotta trade Carmelo Anthony, send yeah, Carmelo he, Anthony to Cleveland, and let no send and him to like the G League or something. Carmelo yeah, he Anthony sucks. Not, he's, he's trash. Yeah, he's awful. He's he, trash. He still thinks it's his rookie year, and it's clearly not. It's not. At, <laughs> he's so fucking trash. Who else? I've been watching tennis, of course. See, Serena, she like checked out she had an issue with her peck but there's like this new girl sloan oh i heard about her yeah but she sucks right now though like i'm trying to root for everybody that's black like Issa Rae, but it's like sloan sucked in that championship dude like she sucked like the girl like like i don't know she gotta she gotta get some work (laughs) in she gotta get some work i'm gonna go to a tennis match up here in dc it's uh i forgot the name of it but i uh i got a i got a tab open on my laptop um, purchase tickets or something so I'm, I'm really trying to can you hear me okay there we go yeah my bad i think that was my that was my phone my bad I, i'm really trying to get out and like i guess engulf myself in the dmv culture you know what i mean so you know i i, I want to go to a tennis match i want to go to see some plays i, I really want to take in everything. oh yeah you got to like I did that my first year. You have to like I did. I went to like Romeo Juliet play. Mm-hmm. Like I went to a lot of Shakespeare plays. Like I really it wasn't did. Coming up here. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm Sweet. not sure. Uh, the tickets for the first few days are sold out, but it'll be up here. And I'm like, I'm gonna forward you some emails because I like have like the Richmond Ballet, uh, like on discounts with tickets and stuff, and um, they have some in DC as well. But um, but yeah. I'm trying to think, was there, I still can't remember what I was going to bring up. I'll probably, <laughs> I know next time I'll have some, I'll have some topics, kind of. Well, it's cool. This is like, uh, I guess this is like our, our first, I mean, I did like a, like a, I guess a intro kind of podcast last week that was absolutely terrible. And I was like, I can't do this by myself. And, you know, I don't want to do it with just anyone. I'm like, you know, Amy's like the only like person that I can like 
Yeah, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm probably gonna do some personal ones too, like because I'm all for like motivating and doing stuff mm-hmm. like that. I may or may not. I don't know if I get around to it, but no. But we should, you know, we should make this like a, a weekly thing. That way we, we can, should. You know, you know, I think it's cool. You say you build up a, you know, uh, an audience. You know, build up a following, and eventually we'll be. Yeah, for anyone that is listening or will listen, continue to listen. Yes, because it will uh, get it will definitely get deeper. Because I'm telling you, I will. I have some things. Oh yeah, yeah, we're going, we're going deep. <laughs> we're, we're we're going deep. <laughs> it doesn't have to stay. It doesn't have to stay deep, but you know, it will get deep. You know, we'll, yeah. I'll make sure to bring the goofiness uh, to the uh, to the podcast. I uh, I enjoy giggling and laughing, and I enjoy being ignorant. Sometimes it's fun being ignorant. You know, it's uh. As long as you're not hurting anyone with your ignorance. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, it is. Fun ignorance. Like, right. Respectful. Exactly. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, man, what was I going to say? Um, so, yeah, I went to the National uh, Art Museum today in, uh, in D.C. Sweet. Beautiful. Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, I kind of got there late because – so I left my house late, which – shout out to CPT. can never do anything on time. mm um, and then today was the, uh, <laughs> the Capitals day. Today was like the Capitol parade mm-hmm. for the, you know, for the you know NHL championship. So like everywhere was like, Oh, it was crazy was, then. Yeah, it was packed. I went to Yard House and Yard House was full. I didn't feel like waiting. I walked. That's my spot. Like, I love Yard House. Um, yeah. I walked maybe like five or six blocks and found like some burger place, which, I had to wait there, but they had a bar, so you know I had a couple whiskey sours, and then I had a uh, I had a burger. And by the time I got to the art museum, it was like four o'clock, and they closed at five. But I was able to check out uh, some pretty cool stuff, and you know I look forward to going back another time when it's just myself um, and much earlier, so I can really just you know get lost. And it, it's a big museum. If you know if anyone's never been to any of these uh, these museums up here in D.C., they they are massive. They are not small by any stretch of the imagination so uh it, it's definitely a multi-hour endeavor mm-hmm. um, but the artwork was beautiful i saw a lot of old italian artwork i saw a lot of um biblical uh depictions which you know i i mean you're like me you and i are like in the same that like we just enjoy art and enjoy like another mind's perspective on how they were able to jot something on paper so beautiful mm-hmm um, you know, I'm always curious. It's like, like, what was going on in this person's mind to inspire them to do this? Yeah, I mean, I'm like at sure that, that time, you said like in in the moment of art, in the moment of making art. Yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, I'm I'm intrigued by people's minds and how people's minds work. You know I mean, that's why I'm always so interested. I'm always so interested to have, you know, my thoughts challenged. I'm interested in, you know, challenging other people's thoughts because, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And sometimes, you know, some people are, you know, ignorant and not on purpose. Maybe sometimes they just need a different perspective and, you know, maybe sometimes I need a different perspective on stuff and, yeah, I mean, I, I promote, I think I will say a lot through this podcast is one word I will use a lot is always awareness. And I say awareness so much is because people are so not aware. And when yeah. I say aware, people think that I'm trying to connect that to surroundings, but I'm really connecting no, that man. to self. Yeah. Like self-awareness is like self-reflection is so big. And we're so afraid to do that sometimes, like the majority of us. And we don't self-reflect. Like we have like this defense mechanism up, like, and you don't even know it. And it's like... um. I don't know, like, people just kind of, like, I feel like miss out, like, miss out, especially, like, our age, like, it's just crazy, like, I don't know, I just feel like people really need to kind of, like, self-reflect and try to focus on, like, growing and, like, the youth. But, I mean, I guess that goes back to us trying to stay off of our mobile devices, right? Like, I'm on the computer all day at work, and, yeah, you know, when I come home, I, you know, I, I don't want to, and I'm on my phone most of the time, you know, too, because, you know, fortunate... It's- and yeah, like it is important. Like, and I promote that. Like, uh, like take some time. Like, if it was up to me, like I don't know, man. I'm telling you, like I'm telling you, this shit will get deep. Like, I honestly, in my world, 
I want to live off grid. If it was, if it were up to me, I'm already ready for that. I've already <laughs> taken up archery. I've taken up archery. I've already like I've been hunting since I was like three. Um, I already know how to make like so. I I know how to make like like self like traps, like hunting traps wow, and things like that. You. I know how to build build things like out of wood, like a cabin, <laughs> like you know what I mean. So it's just like I know about like survival, and I feel like the majority of society, especially my age, like if if Kim blew this shit up right now, we wouldn't know <laughs> what to do. Like people would not know what to do. They wouldn't know what to do. There wouldn't be a plan. And it's like we've let go of life skills because technology has made it so damn easy for us. And yeah. it's just like, nah, man, like go camping, get a tent, put together a tent, like do it like old school. Like I feel like we actually have to get back into like at least like learning how to like habitat naturally. We're so disconnected from nature that it scares me. You know, I don't uh, anticipate going camping because I have a terrifying fear of spiders. Um, yeah, so I just camping for me just, you know, it's, it, you know, it sounds cool, but, you know, I just, I, no one can. There ain't no me. spiders out there, though. There's no spiders out there in the woods, though. Let's see. Can you promise that? No, yeah, like I can. You will not see <laughs> spiders. You might see a fucking bear, bro, but you ain't going to see no spiders. And this is gonna sound very. You're more liable to see spiders inside somewhere in a hotel. No, I'm not talking. About, I'm talking about those little ones. I'm talking about like these like these black. Oh, the tarantulas! Oh, no, you're not gonna see that. No, like, like, I'm not gonna have you go camping in the environment like that. I won't. You know these spiders that can kill you. You know what I mean? Like, nah, that won't happen. Widow. That's like that's like jungle type shit. You gotta be in like, the jungle. <laughs> we ain't camping in the jungle. No, I but I mean, like, I've seen like you know black widows in in Florida. You know what I mean? And oh yeah, they are. Yeah. That's just like my thing, but you know, shout out to you for being so primal. You, you know, my idea of living off of the grid is just me like blending into the matrix. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be like known like that. I'm not trying to be popping. I'm not trying to have like a million followers. Like, I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to get my bags. You know secure you know a future for myself and my family and you know my generations to come mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just i'm really trying to live like these like famous white folks who aren't famous oh yeah like no one knows who they are they're just some old geezer that's just got generation money that's how i'm trying to live mm-hmm. i know i was watching um this uh this show it's called um it's National Geographic way out left. <laughs> have you seen it? I have not. I don't really watch a lot of TV. Like I watched like the NBA finals because it was like the thing to watch. But now that that's over, I don't. I don't. You know, men don't really do the whole TV thing. I would. Um, I watched it on. Uh, I watched it on um, my phone. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. And uh, it was just like a clip. It was like an eight minute clip. And it was basically um, the thing that stood out to me the most was uh, this uh, engineer. And he was saying how every day he woke up wish- like wishing his life away. So he was wishing that he got off early so he could go home. He was wishing that it was the weekend already so he didn't have to go to work. He was wishing oh, man, that his working. vacation was coming up. And like he woke up. He sacrificed everything. He kissed his mom and dad, and he lived off the grid. Like he moved to North. He lives in North Carolina in the woods somewhere right now, with three other people. And like they have like a running well, a running water system, and he's oh. been living out there for like four years. We're talking about an engineer. Wow, and he so just he can was, live totally different if he wants to. Yeah, he's like he doesn't know what's going on with the world. He doesn't know about Trump. He doesn't have to know. He doesn't need to know. Like he doesn't have any bills. He doesn't have a car payment. He says that. But you know, man, shout out to that level of happiness. Like that's what I'm saying. That's what I want to get, and that's what I want to get. Like that's what I'm after. And he's like, um, he says that he walks into town once a week, and he'll go to the. He calls it a cyber cafe. That's how. That's how. (laughs) That's how far. (laughs) That's how far away from us he is. He's like, I go to the cyber cafe and I email my mom and just to let her know that I'm still alive, that I haven't died. Yeah. And that's it. And like, like he, they'll and like, um, they'll take turns, and they'll go like and just get canned goods and stuff like certain things. But the majority of what they have is like all natural. Yeah, shout out to him, man. You know, I and I envy like 
I don't say envy, but I um to see children that are that pure, like unbothered happiness just makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. It was like, like please, like, please, like don't grow up. It's not fun. Over it's here. not fun. Nah. It's not fun. Over Enjoy here. it. Enjoy your imagination. <laughs> but um, so are do you? Would you still say that you that you are depressed or still battling with depression? Nah. Nah. Yeah, way more. Like, um, good. Yeah, that's gone. Good. I think I'm still, you know, having a bed. But for me, it's you know, the the wound is still, you know, still new for me. You know what I mean? Mhm. So, um, but I think that you know, I just as I continue to use that energy of like, you know, whatever that. I guess built up to depression. I'm just trying to turn that around, you know, on my self love and trying to like so you know, I ran you know, I'm starting to get my cardio up and try and do like a five K. Um, I recommend you know. a lot of solitude. I recommend a lot of solitude. I recommend a lot of quiet 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 rooms. Um desensitized like um Like um, hold on, like on your uh, like on your way home from work, turn your radio off. You know, I've been doing that lately. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've been doing that. I'm just like, man, you know, I just don't want to hear. Like, I wish I didn't. Like, I wish I had like a, an electric car because I don't want to. I don't want to even have to hear the sound of my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been. You know, like so, I'm gonna. My goal is to get good enough at tennis that I can play like at a competitive level. I just want to be, you know, you know, I'm gonna have fun with it. You know what I mean? But I want to be good enough to, you know, if there's like a random like bum league or something, someone wants to play, I can like, you know, competitively play with them. Um, the same for swimming. I, I don't know how to swim. My mother had a fear of me drowning, so she didn't teach me how to swim. Ironic. Mm. Um, so I want to learn how to swim um, so I can, like, you know, at least compete or at least do, like, you know, like a thousand meters, you know, for a workout or something. Um, and I have a Rubik's Cube that I'm working on right now. Oh, get out. I should take a... I'm um, looking at mine right now. That's so creepy. <laughs> also, chess. I want to learn how to play chess, too. Oh, I'll teach you. And swimming. But, I'll teach you how to swim, too. But... I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, you know, glow, you know, grow and glow. I think the one thing you that should, I um, like, I'm gonna download. Uh, does iMessage games have chess or no? I think so. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll find out when we're done with this. You know, I think the one thing that I lacked in my relationship was like I, and we spoke about this before. Like I, I just loved so much until I didn't have any for myself and then I was looking for that in someone else and was feeling a type of way that I wasn't you know my cup was not being filled not realizing that I need to fill my cup mm-hmm. I normally have things like that though <laughs> you know I'm you know I'm just tired of uh you know it, I, I don't want to you know I don't want to do this whole, you know, and you know, I know whatever God, you know, God's plan is God's plan, but I don't want to do the whole, you know, you know, date for a while, then break up, and then start. To, I'm tired of this cycle. Like I'm absolutely over it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely over it. But um, yeah. So I'm just uh, you know, I'm just really out here trying to. I really haven't done much exploring. Um, you know, I was kind of like broke for these last couple of weeks because I didn't really. Uh, save any money before I moved up here so I was just working to you know or once I got up here I was just kind of like working and just waiting till I got paid basically um, but now that you know I'm getting back on my feet and stuff you know I definitely look forward to more solitude and today was supposed to be solitude but it didn't work out too well but like I said I'm going to give credit to God I'm sure my plan was not going to work out in my best favor so he intervened um so yeah, let me tell you about a story of how, and this is it's recent, of how I 
I feel like it was the power of God, like, literally working, like, in live, like, live action as it was happening. So, this this person who I'm not going to name, um, if they hear this podcast, you know, oh, well, I'm keeping the same energy. Um, <laughs> they called me. All right, so he said, I was hanging out with him the day before, and he, he told me that he had a job interview the next day. So, well, you know, you know, cool, we talk about it, whatever, whatever. Um, you still there? I'm not sure where she went. Um, let's just wrap this up, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care, guys.